May God use and overrule my words. May God's word only be spoken, God's word only be heard. Amen. Well, hello, St. Stephen's. It is great to be here with you this morning uh, to share this joyful occasion with all of you, the baptism of these these wonderful little ones right here who are not so little. Um, and they're wondering what this is going to be like. You can see it in their eyes. I promise you it's going to be fun. I don't do baptisms that are not fun. So it's going to be fun. I'm delighted to be here with you um, again this year on All Saints Sunday, such a special, special Sunday. And I feel really honored to share it with you. Um, and I, I brought you a story. A minister dies and is waiting in line at the pearly gates. And ahead of him is a guy dressed in sunglasses, a loud shirt, a leather jacket, and jeans. And St. Peter addresses this guy, who are you, so that I may know whether or not to admit you to the kingdom of heaven? And the guy answers, I am Joe da Vinci, taxi driver of New York. St. Peter consults his list. He smiles at Joe and says, take this silken robe and golden staff and enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the taxi driver goes into heaven with his nice robe and staff, and now it is the minister's turn. And the minister says, I am James Jones, pastor of St. Mary's for 45 years. St. Peter consults his list. He says to the minister, take this cotton robe and this wooden staff and enter the kingdom of heaven. And the minister says, wait a minute. The man was a taxi driver and he gets a silk robe and a golden staff. How can that be? St. Peter says, up here we work by results. While you were preaching, people slept. While he was driving, people prayed. <laughs> Believe it or not, that is a joke. <laughs> it's a joke that Bishop Furman Bill Stow, God rest his soul, told me early, very early one Sunday morning in an effort to help me relax. You see, I was in seminary, and I was supposed to be in charge of my seminary fieldwork site that day because the rector was away. Make everything turn out right were my orders. Well, everything was off to a terrible start because our musician overslept. There was no one there to play music. How can we start without music? And Bishop Stow saw my anxiety and he started telling me jokes to lighten the mood. And finally he said, who cares? We can walk in without music. Truly his lightheartedness saved the day. I'd call Bishop Stow a saint. You know, today is All Saints Sunday, the day we remember those who died in the faith and our connection to them. Bishop Stow is one of those who've gone through the great ordeal he reminded me many, many times that I was a child of God and I was bound by love to Jesus. And Jesus was my savior. 
and nothing I could do, nothing that I could do would ever separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And he reminded me that my worth, my value, comes from the gift of knowing that I am God's child, loved no matter what. And I can't earn it, and I can't work for it. You see, it's just a big gift. On All Saints Sunday, we also remember those in our lives that walk alongside us in the here and now, day after day, the people who make the love of Jesus real for us, just right like we are. First John tells us, we are God's children, and that's what we are. When I remember that and I live out of that, I discover I have lots of gifts to share, lots of love overflows. Scripture uses the word saint to designate all those who are set aside and deemed holy. That's what Paul, the Apostle Paul, called his people, not because they are living the commandments perfectly or behaving in ways like Jesus all the time, but holy because they are claimed by God in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Saints are sinners who are made holy by grace, called to live life following Jesus and giving his love to the world as witnesses to God's power in their own life. Witnesses do just that. They just tell you and show you what's happened to them the best they can. You see, if you're here this morning, it's not an accident. God called you here maybe through your mother or your father or a friend or a stranger, someone helped you get to this place. A famous preacher named Fred Craddock once read the last chapter in Paul's letter to the Romans to his congregation, the whole chapter. You see, the chapter is essentially a list of 32 different hard-to-pronounce Greek names. (laughs) Don't you love it that I'm not doing that? In it, Paul thanks and praises Timothy and Hermes and Phoebe and Prisca and Aquila and Mary and Andronicus and Urbanus and all the rest, all the people who've helped him along the way. Paul praises them because they've loved him to get him to where he is. Craddock imagines that Paul writes this chapter in prison alone and scared thinking about all the people who've loved him, gets him through it. It gives him strength and hope. Through God, they're part of Paul's special heritage, his stream and network of grace from the love of God. And then Craddock asks everyone in the congregation to take out a pen and write on the bulletin, make a list of all the people who've made it possible for them to survive and thrive. Make your own list of life givers in a discipline of gratitude. Well, maybe today we can do some thinking about our own list of life givers. I hope you'll make that list. Maybe they had no idea the impact they had on us, but their love and example gave us a glimpse of heaven. And when we can't see God's power working in ourselves, maybe we can see it working in them. As it turned out, Bishop Stout confirmed me in the, in, in the early part of the century, in 1975, 
But then he went on to be one of my main encouragers after I was ordained, the first person I blessed after I was ordained to the priesthood. He taught me many funny and wise things, sayings like, first, keep a sense of humor. Pick the ditch you want to die in carefully. It's not our church, it's God's church. Allow the mercy of God to make us merciful people. And my favorite, when you get to the pearly gates, St. Peter will really ask you two things. Did you have fun? And how well did you love? In his last sermon at the diocesan convention, he told us, I'm a Christian because of Jesus Christ. I find him unforgettable. I didn't have a sudden conversion slowly over time. Scripture showed me Jesus because he's the main theme. He fell in love with Christ, and he became a fisher of people. And his presence reminded me that I'm never alone. You see, our saints chart their lives by the stars, but they keep their feet on solid ground at the same time. Saints, as God makes them, are predictably flawed, works in progress. But in the face of loss, they have showed us endurance and hope. In the face of hatred, they've chased compassion and forgiveness. And when they're afraid, they teach us to pray. We're part of a great body of Christ because Jesus makes it so. Now, I know personally that St. Stephen's has a rich heritage of faith built by many faithful and devoted people. Many have received countless blessings from this community, and I'm one. Today, we will welcome Lila Marie and Sarah Grace and Carolyn Kate and Hudson Michael. We'll welcome them by baptism into sainthood. We will all vow very seriously to help them and support them in their journey and in our common life. And through water and the Spirit, Jesus will once again claim and bless those who come to him in faith marking them as Christ's own forever with an oil cross that can never be washed away. And when hard times come, we can touch that invisible cross and we can remind ourselves, hey, I'm baptized forever. And maybe on the hardest days, we'll remind ourselves and each other that Jesus loves us no matter what. And we are all saints under construction. We never know the impact of our witness our faith has on another, but we live our life following in the apostles' teaching and the breaking of bread and trusting that God will do God's work. Jesus tells us today that our circumstances don't determine our closeness to God. Looking good, being successful, being religious or rich on the outside doesn't necessarily mean that we're closer to God. Rather, Jesus says, if you're in trouble, if you're in a hard place just now, then the kingdom of heaven just might be nearer to you than you suspect. Each beatitude or blessing is attached to a promise of hope. And the promises belong to the hurting and the least and the lost and those steadfast in faith. Those who are hungry for God and seeking peace, who show mercy, we can't earn a blessing and we can't bless ourselves. And even though our circumstances are bound to change, God's love and mercy are steadfast and unchangeable. And trusting God's grace to guide us through whatever life brings us, 
will make us saints. Most of all, Christians testify to the blessed hope of eternal life. And someday we'll all feast at the heavenly table with all the saints. And as much as we love those on our life-giver list, God loves them so much more. So my friends, you are on a journey to sainthood. Whether you know it or not, you're not here by accident. And God gives us each other to walk alongside as a gift. Each one of us is an unrepeatable miracle. So don't quit before the miracle happens. Jesus is mighty to save. Blessed are you this day if you feel like you really can't go on or if your life is flooded with joy. Either way, the promise is the same. And when you lose your grip on the way things are, God will lead you in the way things shall be. Amen.